It's time for another tournament in a tea break. I'm Ross Satar from Britwatch Sports. I'm Chris Otto from Tennis Now. Hey. Hey, so what a day. Uh, we're here to give you the lowdown on what we think happened uh, in today, which was the men's quarterfinals at Wimbledon. Uh, so topic number one for us is implosion or explosion? <sighs> what we think happened. I think that was the key phrase of your intro there because we don't really know what happened. It happened fast. It certainly did. Everybody was reeling, I think. I mean, I don't know what it was like on your floor, but everybody was just like, oh, oh. So, okay, if you don't know, then, you know, have you been hiding under a rock for a day? But basically, Andy Murray was taken out by Sam Querrey, dangerous opponent on grass, so not a huge surprise. But what was a surprise was Thomas Burdish leading uh, Novak Djokovic a set and a break up before Djokovic pulled the ripcord with uh, a dicky elbow. In fact, actually, can you pull a ripcord with a dicky elbow? <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose you can. Anything's <laughs> possible on day nine of Wimbledon. But, but I mean, your thoughts on uh, on Djokovic uh, first. Your, your original question, explosion or implosion, I saw both today. I saw an implosion in the draw. We saw Murray and Djokovic both yielding to significant nagging injuries that have kind of put a damper on the enthusiasm of, I'm sure, a lot of tennis fans. Um, so that's the implosion part. As far as the explosion, that would be the fans in center court that were cheering for Roger Federer and absolutely going bonkers as they realized that Djokovic had retired while, while Roger was up two sets to love on Miloc and they saw him you know, complete that victory and, and it's going to be just Roger Federer fandom all around the grounds, I think, for the next few days if he can uh, continue and progress through to the final. Yeah, I mean, um, let, let's start with uh, Sir Andrew. Um, I mean, I guess if you told him at the end of Roland Garros that, you know, with his dicky hip, he was going to make the quarterfinals. I think he probably would have bitten your hand off. I think he probably would have taken it. But, uh, yeah, I, had he taken those chances, we'd be having a very different conversation. Uh, but I think as soon as that went to a fourth set, I think his days were numbered. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it looked like he just, he just ran out of steam and the hip that he was managing to get through by in week one and all the way to the quarterfinals just uh, caused him a little bit too much pain and he was just unable to perform at the level that we know he can. Yeah, I mean, take nothing away from Query. Query's a very dangerous guy on grass um, and he showed a lot of nimbleness today. I mean, I was impressed at some of the uh, some of those rallies and the, the one, I think the rally that finally broke uh, Murray was just amazing. I mean, he had him running back and forth and back and forth. And then finally, you know, he just delivered a killer punch cross court and and it was done. I think at that point when I saw Murray sort of sag as as he saw the ball go past him, I thought, that's it, he's toast, he's he's done. But, you know, fair play to Quarry. The guy for such a big tall unit, <laughs> um, he's 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 pretty nimble. I'm glad you brought that up. He, you know, there's a lot of people groaning about this Chilich query semifinal. <laughs> and I'll admit I'm not, you know, completely looking forward to it as if it was Christmas morning or something. But, you know, query showed a lot. He reached the quarters last year, took out the number one player in the world. And, and he comes back this year and does it again, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it. And the other interesting stat is that this is Murray's 42nd, or sorry, this is Query's. 42nd career Grand Slam appearance, and he's it's taken him longer than anybody else in the history of the Open Era to break through and reach a semi-final. Yeah, that's, a, that's some stat. So, um, 
I think because of the, the, the level of excitement that, that surrounded that whole five setter with Andy and with um, with Sam, nobody really was paying attention to Muller, who started off really well. Um, he took the first set off Marin Cilic and everybody was all, ooh, could he do it again? And then again, I think I think the effects of that match against Nadal really caught up with him. He sort of struggled to, to keep pace. I mean, he, he put up a good fight, but, uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, Marin just does what Marin does. He creeps through the draw under the radar. Nobody pays him any attention. And then all of a sudden he's like in the quarterfinals and the semifinals doing his thing. Yeah. You're right. I think you hit the nail on the head with with Jills, who was struggling a lot in the in the fifth set. He went down for for love on grass, down a double break, didn't play his best tennis there, and probably you're right, ran out of gas after going 15-13 with Rafa on Manic Monday. So, but great effort for him nonetheless. Yeah, no, I think so. Um, so then we had uh, let's well let's leave Rogers to last. We we then had Burdish again, who's kind of done this whole under the radar thing. Um, and I've been talking a lot. I'm in a writing room with the Czech guys, and I've been talking a lot with them. And what they've been saying is that um, Burdish has kind of peaked a little bit at, at how the fact that nobody is paying him any attention um, and that he's kind of pretty much uh, sort of whistling through the draw with nobody casting him an eye. And he came out to really give um, Djokovic a bloody nose. I mean, he came out, he <laughs> took the first set, went up a break in the second, and then, as we said, Djokovic pulled the ripcord he had a shoulder injury in his last match that he didn't want to talk about, to be fair. or an arm. He was treated for an arm injury. Everybody assumed it was a shoulder. Yeah. Even the Serbians that I'm sitting next to were saying, oh, yeah, it's a, it's a shoulder issue. But actually, it was the elbow that caused him to pull out of this. But either way, shoulder, elbow, you know, knees and toes, whatever whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He's He's been struggling with this for quite some time now. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's cost him uh, another slam. It's unfortunate. He said he's been dealing with this injury for a year and a half now. Yeah. I had no idea. So so we'll come, we'll come on to Andy and Djokovic in a little bit more um, more detail. But obviously, Roger Federer um, demolished Milos, I think is, the fair, is, is fair to say. Oh, he did. Um, I mean, you were there, so... Late on the line, what do, you, what, what do you think happened? Roger did what he's done all tournament. I think he's turning it up one notch after another as he progresses. I mean, he's he's, he's been gunning for this tournament since uh, early April. He's had it on his mind, and it shows. He's a man with a mission right now. He's playing with purpose. He's playing energetic tennis. He's, he's efficient. He's attacking. He's doing all the things we know he does on grass. And I think Milos is probably a tick down from where he was last year. So Roger was able to take advantage of that and just kind of yeah. mow him down. Breaker, but recovered quickly and got a little help from the crowd as he finished. I mean, I have to say, I didn't go to Milos. Is he British, is... Federer? No, he certainly is not. Okay. Um, he, uh, <laughs> I have to say, though, it was, um, you know, I really wish I'd gone to Milos's press conference just to say... What does it feel like to be like the most unwanted person in in, in in centre court? And it's actually quite sad because normally, you know, the crowd on centre court wants wants a match. They want some, you know, they want to get their money's worth. By the time you get to this week, this sort of end of the the week, you've sold your arm, your leg, and a foot to get you know to get a ticket for centre court. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Roger love out there. So how do you think this is going to play out now? Um, hard to bet against Roger Federer right now. The, you know, as I mentioned, he's the man on the mission. 
The draw has completely broken in his favor. I mean, we were all, when Andy was out, we were all looking forward to saying, well, at least we're going to have Roger and Novak in the semis. And we know what kind of classics they're capable of putting on. And now without Novak, we're all assuming Roger's going to mow down Thomas Berdych, and then he may have trouble in the final if it's Marin Cilic. Um, But I see Roger winning it, but... Federer Chilich final would be a nice one. I think there'd be a lot of nervousness from from the Federer nation about that. Yeah, and also let's you know, I know we we kind of um, mock mock the Birdman, but you know he ha- <laughs> he has he has caused Roger a bit of pain on this surface in the past. Yeah, um, and he's, he has caused Roger a bit of pain in general in the past. So you know, let's let's not write him off yeah. too much. V- very fair point, and you know I think. Tomas has uh, been broken twice in five matches in this tournament. He's been playing some heavy metal tennis, and he looks good. He looks really good from what I've seen of him. Okay. Well, we'll 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 we'll, we'll give you our views on what happened after after that match later on in the in the week. Um, but let's come back to our poor little wounded soldiers. Mm. Um, I mean, we've seen what the effect is of Depressing. Rafa and um, and Roger taking time out. They've come out. They've already, you know. They've already split the slams between them. Is it time for Andrew and uh, Novak to take some time off? Is it time for them to actually do, um, you know, I mean, for Andy, he's kind of done this before when he had his back surgery, took three months off. But then his whole comeback for the rest of that year was tortuous. Mm-hmm. I can't think of any other word to describe that 2014. It was it was tortuous. It was very difficult. Um I don't know that Novak has ever taken a period of time off to correct anything. I mean, I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, we have to dig in. I don't. I don't recall it. And and I think that they have to get their diagnosis and look closely at what's going on. Get some good advice. I think they both need a little bit of time off for sure. I mean, and for me, judging from what Federer has been able to do with his six-month hiatus, why not take some more time off? What's They're just banging their head against walls right now and, and not playing to their potential. I mean, how long do they want to continue this? Do they want to finish the year, continue grinding, and then so they're not fresh for next year? At some point, I think they've got to take a chunk. How about you? What do you think about that? I Yeah, I think... Um... I mean, they have they have some time off. I mean, uh, you know, at the risk of being somewhat disrespectful to, to the tour when it starts up, really the first two weeks after Wimbledon are pretty much tough weeks. They're smaller tournaments that don't, you know, that we, we, we have this improbable clay court swing and this grass court thing that that's in America that, you know, we've done grass. It's done mm, now. It's, I know. Yeah, it's I, I, I think it's crazy. And then i find it more crazy than this improbable clay courts being slap bang in the middle of the summer and then we hit the american hard courts now for the big names they've got about three or four weeks off before montreal um and then it's cincinnati and then the the big names never take new haven so so if you can't if you take new haven off the map they've got two things to peak for then a week to sort of wind down and wind back up again for the u.s open now if i was Djokovic and Murray, I would certainly think of dropping one and not doing back-to-back Masters. What do you What do you think? Mm, well, I know I have a feeling. I got a premonition listening to to Novak talk in press today. He's done for the season. I don't. I think that that's what's going to happen. And I think you're right on about Murray. He should be conservative. Take a little breather. Maybe just play Cincinnati, or or maybe play one or the other. See how he feels. Like you were saying. 
and consider the U.S. Open if he feels fresh. Maybe after the U.S. Open, he should consider pulling it back. He's got mega points to defend, but why not just relax a little bit, not worry about the points, kind of worry about staying healthy and being really fresh for next season when the big stuff comes around again. If we take Novak out of the uh, equation then, like you say, you, you think that you think that actually what he's saying is he's done. Could Andy do... Or do you think Murray would actually have the, the, the guts to sort of do nothing and then just, just land in New York and prep for the US Open and give himself the maximum time? No sharpness on hard courts, but the time to get that hit. Because obviously there's now... So you've got three periods of adjustment that he struggled with. So yeah. from hard to from hard to clay, where he just couldn't move, oh. he couldn't do anything. I mean, it was just horrible, horrible, horrible. And then from clay to grass which um which does bring a lot of problems for a lot of players and if you don't get the time on grass it makes it very difficult to 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 do a decent run at Wimbledon and then you've got the adjustment again from grass to hard court but then once you hit the hard courts for the for the for the summer season that's you on hard courts now for the rest of the for the rest of the the season Mm -hmm. so if Murray's hip isn't you know is rested for a couple of weeks would he be bold enough to skip both Masters and just go straight to New York and play himself into form? We I, know he can do it. We've seen it. Yeah. I hope that he would. I hope that he would think about health first. He's kind of... um, He's such a workhorse. He likes to grind. He likes to pain. He likes to show his toughness. But I think at, at this point right now, he'd be far better served by getting the rest. That hip is scaring me. I, I don't like seeing... A 30-year-old man hobbling no. like a Crimean veteran. I don't, I don't like seeing Andy hobble this way and worry that maybe down the road he's going to need a surgery on that thing. Yeah. And I don't like to see Novak and hear about Novak having it, you know, for for 18 months now he's been dealing with an elbow yeah. injury and that's one of the big reasons why he hasn't been the same. I want these guys at these tournaments to be a part of it, to be at peak form. I want Federer to have a challenge in the semis of playing Novak. I mean... Uh, it's unfortunate. I'm not feeling great about it, to be honest. No. I think that just sums up what was a very underwhelming day, really. Um, I mean, you've got to feel for the people that bought themselves or got themselves a, a centre court semi final ticket because the, whilst the potential for the finals is amazing, one of those semi finals, I'm afraid, just doesn't grip. <laughs> no. Um, it doesn't. You know, with the best one in the world. I think if you had a if you had, had a ticket for Chilich, Query, you'd probably be hitting the uh, the food courts right about now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I could be wrong. I could I could be great, but uh, you know. So do do we think that we're going to see a a Chilich in the final? I gotta believe yes. I think Query's done three five setters now, remarkably back to back to back. Um, he's he's in uncharted territory now. It's going to be difficult. Okay. Um, and could you see Burdish in the final? Uh, 5% chance. I could see it. I could see it. Um, but Roger's playing great. Yeah. So. And Burdish would have to play out of his skin. It would have, it would actually be a de facto final for him. I think if he was to, if he was to make the final, if that makes sense. Yeah. He'd have to play some real blues he'd, in yes. tennis. He'd have to execute, serve well. He's been doing a lot of that, those things though. So it's, uh, give him a chance. Okay. Okay, well, we'll be back tomorrow after the women's semi-finals, and we'll be giving you the rundown of the women's final lineup. But until then, you've been listening to Ros Satar from Britwatch Sports, and Chris Otto from Tennis Now. Thank you for listening.